What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, Joseph Matthew Kilgallen. You got the full fucking name. You did. I gave you the full name. I am trying to uh, power up my energy here because I'm recording this on a Tuesday morning. Just dropped the kids off at school, hauled ass into my office slash studio, and had to hit record because I meant to podcast last night. So it was ready for you this morning on your commute to work. So I apologize. To those of you who are expecting the podcast first thing in the morning, I uh, got a little busy. Um, can't tell you, can't tell you what about though. Some things you got to keep to yourself. Hope everyone there had a fun weekend. As always, I'd like to shout out uh, my Patreon subscribers. Thanks for the support. You guys are amazing. And also, um, yeah, I was sick last week. So for those of you who follow the podcast, last week was very. I was sick like hard, and then it just disappeared, which was nice. Um, I got tested for like everything and they're all like negative, negative, negative. I was worried though because my wife had had strep throat the week before and I'm like, fuck, am I going to get this strep throat nonsense now? But it was just a bad cold. Remember those? Do you guys remember just having a cold and you weren't worried it was some other thing that you would uh, get something shoved up your fucking dick hole to find out? Do you remember that? Um, I wish I wasn't starting off so crude. I'm starting off a little crude here because I, I have some sentimental stuff I want to hit on in a little bit. And it kind of it dampens the whole podcast when I start off a little crude. But, you know, it, it, I do miss just being a little bit. You have a cough, a runny nose, and people weren't like, okay, this is public enemy number one over here. Why are you out in public? But in the same regard, I do like that as a society, if you do have a cough and a runny nose, people are now looking at you like, get the hell away from us. We should have always been doing that, you know? Um yeah, I do think that. I know I know some people are out there like, oh, big deal to call. I'm like, no, it's annoying though. If your snot is flying everywhere, stay away from people for a couple days. We don't want to get that too. There was like a lack of courtesy in the past. And now we have courtesy. But what I don't like is it's mixing with a little fear. You know, you clear your throat in an elevator, everyone run into a corner. I feel it. I felt it. I was at, I went to a Chicago Wolves game. That's AHL hockey. They put on a great show. Oh, man, what a shit performance, though, though. They, they, two nothing after the first period. And then they cough up four goals in the second period. And then it was a disaster after that. So, yeah, it wasn't actually a great game. But it was a good atmosphere. I like going to Chicago Wolves games. They play out the Allstate Arena just outside the city in the Rosemont suburb, which hugs the city's northwest border. So um, that was fun. But I remember at the game, that's when I first started to feel it. You know, the cough was coming on, and I <clears throat> and there's people kind of giving me the, the fuck are you doing over there, pal? Huh? You spreading some kind of chemical weapon over here? Are you a Chinese balloon? Right? They had to give me all sorts of looks. I'll touch on that in a second, too. And then, you know, it was real hard on Monday. Monday was bad. Tuesday, then I went to immediate care, and they were they tested me for, you know, COVID and then the flu strands, strep throat. She's like, your throat looks fine. I'm not going to test you for strep. That's a waste. And they all came back negative. And so I just kept pounding the day quill, night quill. And then by Wednesday night, I was fine. Early evening Wednesday, it started to just, all of a sudden my nostrils were clear and I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get after it. Let's party. So that's nice. Uh, I do, as I'm saying all that, I feel like I'm, I'm sounding congested again. But last week, in lieu of doing the podcast last week, because I just couldn't, it would have been garbage to everyone's ears. I did a best of or a favorite, not really a best of. Best of would be a compilation more so, right? I um I did a Kilgallen classic, a Kilgallen's Pub classic, because that I, it was an episode back when I called this Kilgallen's Pub, and it was with Dale McPeak. Very funny episode. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, give it a listen. Uh, he talks about 
what it was like having Louis C.K. personally ask him to open for him. It was really cool. Just a little teaser. He happened to be doing a spot, and then Louis C.K. was there and was like, dude, you're hilarious. Let's work together. So cool story there. And then he tells a really funny um, sexual injury. He got injured during during um, intercourse and uh, had to go to had to go see a doctor. So it's it's a little little fun little story there. So check it out. Last week's episode. All right, there will be two bonus episodes this week. I'll be back on that horse. I didn't do a bonus episode last week, so again, apologies to the Patreon subscribers. I'll give you a double dose though. I've been really good with the bonus episodes. I just again, I was sick last week, and I'm like, what do I do a best of for the bonus? That seems dumb. So I just took the week off there, and I hope everyone forgives me for that. Um, all right, let's uh before we get into some more fun, silly stuff. Um, my great aunt, by the way, have you guys noticed noticed this? I had to look it up because it never made sense to me. You know, everyone talks about like, you know, you know your grandfather, your grandfather's father is your great grandfather. Same with your grandmother's mother, is your great grandmother. Now, your grandmother's sister, I've heard a lot of people say that's your great aunt. That is incorrect. It is your grand aunt, which makes more sense grandmother grand aunt you got a mom you got an aunt you got a grandmother you got a grand aunt grandmother grand aunt makes all the sense in the world but as a society we've been wrong and i know people are like no i think it's no we're, you're just wrong just admit you're wrong i did the research i used to be like you and i was wrong okay it's, it's cool to be like oh i had it wrong all this time and now i know the new way the better way the correct way so if your grand whoever your grandparents brothers and sisters are those are your grand aunt and uncle now your great grandfather his brother or sister would be your great aunt and your great uncle i'm bringing this up because my grand aunt k passed away i'm actually going to be going to her wake and funeral in a little bit after that done recording here and she was awesome 89 years old um lived a great full life i really loved what um her sons did with the obituary I like obituaries that are just more than just facts. They give you a little bit more of the personality and stuff. They talked about how she always loved dressing up for holidays and hosting 4th of July. Because uh, there's a great 4th of July parade that goes right through the neighborhood and it starts right in front of their house. So since I moved back to Chicago from LA in 2017, I've not missed one of them. I've gone to everyone. And even before that, before I moved, I'd go frequently. So she was a big part of like, you know how you have certain relatives you see at certain holidays. Like I always see my Aunt Joan at Thanksgiving. My Aunt Kay was always 4th of July. And her husband, Bob, had passed away in November. So um, it's almost like she died of a broken heart in a way. You know, just a few months after her husband, her soulmate, who she'd been married to for, I mean, she was 89, he was 91. I think they got married when she was like 21, 22. So, I mean, my God, right? It's like 70 years of marriage or something, almost. And um, they lived in the same house for like almost 60 years. Just a fantastic couple who raised fantastic kids and were just great family people. Um, for each of my children being born, they sent us like a $50 gift card to a restaurant for like a night out. And yeah, and so it's a real bummer, you know. Um, they live great lives though, so that's nice too. Full lives. You know, once you get to 89, 90, it's like, all right, that's a good run. And I'm sure she was like, you know, ready. You know, you, you lose your soulmate and, you know, of course you want to keep going. Everyone does, but I could definitely see that, that thing where it's like people are ready, you know. You, you get to an age where I think you're kind of just... You lived a good full life. You, you you've done all you can. You've seen all you can. You're happy with everything that's gone down, and you're just, you're ready. So um, I like to think that they're together again, which is wonderful. Yeah, she lived a man. Like it's weird when you see. So in the obituary, they mention um, 
you know, she was born to Irish immigrants. Her father died when she was two years old. That, that's my great grandfather. And then I went down like a rabbit hole. If you guys ever messed around on Ancestry.com, I don't know how accurate a lot of it is because like these old records from like the late 1800s, early 1900s, I don't know. But they, you know, you see the pr the printed pictures. I've never done any of that DNA stuff, but my sister had, uh, she had paid for it. So I was able to like just use her login and um, I found some cool stuff. Some stuff where I'm like, oh, how about that? Like, I didn't know maiden names of great-grandmothers or even great-great-grandmothers, you know? So that was pretty, pretty cool. Like, I had on the one side, so my Aunt Kay's parents were John Thomas Nyland, born 1894 to 1937. So, yeah, he didn't live very long. Um, what is it, 37 and 60? 43, I think, or 42 going on 43 when he passed away. I'd heard that. I know how he, I know what happened to him, so I could tell you that in a little bit. But then, um, her, and then her mother was Catherine Nyland. So, or, or, sorry, O'Brien. Maiden name was O'Brien. She was born in Swinford County, Mayo, um, or 1902. So, yeah, so my Aunt Kay's and my grandma's, my grandma's parents were John Nyland and Catherine O'Brien. So Catherine O'Brien's parents, though, I found this out, born in 1851, 1858, of course, in County Mayo, Ireland as well. Uh, Peter O'Brien and Catherine Foley. A lot of Catherines, you know? So maybe if I ever had a daughter, I'd try to work in the name Catherine. I don't know. I, don't, I think I'm done with kids, by the way, too. It was awesome. Um, so, yeah, Peter O'Brien and Catherine Foley. I didn't know I was related to any Foley's. I didn't know any Foley's in the bloodline. So, yeah, it was just kind of fun reading some stuff like that. And then the Kilgallen side, there was uh, um, another O'Brien, so it gets bad, but <laughs> too many O'Briens. And then uh, McKenna, which was fun to see, and Neary. So these are some fun Irish last names that I'd kind of heard here or there, uh, but never knew I had any bloodline to. So it's kind of fascinating. I don't know. If, if you ever go down that wormhole, I, I was wasting, I wasn't wasting time, but I was definitely um, checking it out a lot. Hold on. Why isn't this working now? Let me try to click off of that. There we go. All right. So, um, yeah, it was just amazing. It's just amazing to read about someone's life. And it made me sad, it, you know, made me sad for a lot of reasons that she's passed away now. But um, that's the end of my grandmother's family, essentially. Not the end, but you know what I mean? Like, my grandmother died, her brother in 2002, her brother died 2009, and then her sister. There were three of them born to um, Catherine O'Brien and John Nyland. And now that's, that that part of that generation gone it's depressing right <laughs> it's you know you get into like that existential thought where you're just like man everyone and i and when i was looking this up on ancestry.com i found out that both those great grandparents i just mentioned nylon and o'brien were born in february and my son's got a birthday coming up next week and he's like the only family member i know of that was born in february i'm like you're like the only person i'm not you know even my wife said there's no real february birthdays and um Maybe there's one other, but anyway, so uh, then I see he had two. So I told him, I'm like, Hey, your great, great grandparents were born in February and he's so little, he's five. He's like, Oh, are they alive? And I'm like, well, no, they would be like 140 if they were <laughs> or no, how would they be? It would have been 123. And then the other wouldn't be like almost 130. Yeah. So like, I, you know, he's too little to grasp that. I'm trying to be like, ah, no, that they live long, healthy lives. Although that's not true about his great, great grandfather. So. John Thomas Nyland, who I mentioned before, born in Ireland, came to the United States in 1925. In on Ancestry.com, I found his application for citizenship. 
Now, back then, it was easier, believe it or not. You just got two people to, like, vouch for you. And the names on his vouch was someone named Kennedy and someone named McDonald. And I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. Because, you know, they moved to an Irish neighborhood. They find two people who are citizens already and be like, yo, vouch for this guy. He's a good guy. And they go, yeah, of course. We need more Irish here. And then they vouch for him. And then after signing a couple of things, bam, you're a citizen. And it was after my grandmother had been born. So she was automatically a citizen, obviously, because she was first one on that family line to be born in America. And uh, and so here's how he went. <laughs> some, uh, I don't know what I'm laughing about. I'm laughing at this part about it. Um, I had known he was in the IRA and I'd known he was in a British, a British prison for some time. Um, you know, this was in his twenties and stuff like that. I never knew how, how, like, how they catch him. What happened? Did he, what was his role? <laughs> he, he threw a, he threw a soldier off a bridge apparently, or pushed a, a British soldier off a bridge. I don't know why it just makes me laugh knowing myself because I have a bad temper. No, I've never pushed anyone off a bridge, but then again, I never experienced oppression like the Irish did in 1920. <laughs> you know what I mean? Back then, I probably would have fucking thrown a few motherfuckers off some bridges, right? Um, but then, you know, I just feel like people who know me and know like my temper and grew up with me would be like, that does not shock us at all that that's part of your bloodline. Um, a dude chucking a British soldier off a bridge. Now, I say that I've got British friends. I've got English friends. It was a long time ago. It's like you don't Every country has things they've done. You can't hate all the citizens of that country. You separate what the country's government does versus what the citizens do. You know, like there's, I know a lot of Russians who are like, this is bullshit. We should not be in Ukraine. Let, let the Ukrainians live. This is, I hope we get the hell out of there. They hate Putin, right? So I don't go running around going to hate all Russians. That'd be a dumb thing to do. So anyhow, um, and then while they, they did like hunger strikes and stuff, so they never, you know, when you do that for a while, it kind of fucks up your body long-term, even if you don't die from the initial thing. And so I think his organs were always kind of messed up. And from what I gather, he died of like, like kidney failure in his like early forties. I think I said 42, right? So anyway, it's just cool to kind of go down a, you know, a little family history. I encourage you guys all to do it if you can. Um, and again, you know, it doesn't matter, right? You might look up your family history and be like, these people are pathetic. Does that mean I'm pathetic? No. Rewrite that history, baby. Rewrite it. It's up to you now. All right. That's a positive message there. So RIP to my grand Aunt Kay. And she was very grand. Always had a smile on her face. Fourth of July will not be the same. But we'll try to honor you by keeping that tradition going. All right. Shifting gears. Uh, you guys hear about the Chinese balloon? The Chinese. I think what happened was a, a Chinese boy was uh, running up and down the street with a balloon. And then... His sister was like, boo. And then he went, ah, and he dropped, he let go of the balloon. And then the balloon went up in the air. And strong winds got it, and it went up real high. And it's just, they, they got, it was good helium inside that balloon. So it carried through. And then some people in Alaska were like, look at that balloon. Kind of big, right? And But it looked big because it just, uh, you know, it was up so high. You'd think it looked smaller, but the way the sun, because the ozone layer, I don't know if you guys know, it's been pollution. The ozone's opening up. So it looked bigger. And then everyone's like, well, I don't know about that balloon. And then everyone's like, I think that's a Chinese balloon. And they're like, why? They go, because it's fucking red. You know, it's Chinese love that color red because they're commies. And so then everyone's like, hey, it's fucking ball out. Are we going to fucking ball out? And then it goes to the United States. It goes down this path of like where it's like, man, it's going through some real boring parts of the country, right? You know, ooh. And you know, everyone's like, it's in Montana now. And I'm like, all right, well, I watched Yellowstone. Get them to shoot that thing down. And they're like, oh, well, you don't want to shoot it down. Might be filled with some chemicals. It's like, oh, all right. Well, then we'll just wait until it's over the water or something. 
Do we want chemicals in the water? I don't fucking know. What do you want us to do with this goddamn thing? I think they're spying on us. What are they spying on? The most boring citizens we have through that region of the country? No offense. Like, what are they bitching about? South Dakota basketball? Like, so it's like, yeah, whatever, you know? And then people got mad, go like, oh, this is the America I grew up in. The America I grew up in would have shot that balloon down and then gone over to China, had some fortune cookies, and then fucked shit up, right? That's what you want to do. You want to start more and more world war, right? And everyone's like, man, that's kind of dumb, right? It's a balloon. Um, and then they shot the balloon down. They used a missile, waste of time. I could have gotten it down with a bow and arrow, saved a lot of money. Missiles, expensive. Bow and arrows, fairly cheap, pretty cheap, you know? And that's anyone I've gotten down on the first try. But, you know, after plucking away a few times, I would have, I would have taken that sucker out. I would have done that. Um, of course, everything I just said was silly bullshit. I'm having some fun with it. Do I Chinese balloon? Here's what really it is. I have a couple friends in the military. I talk to them. They go, they, our government, our military would have known about that balloon as soon as it not entered our atmosphere before that. Monitoring it. Here's the thing. They would have jammed up the communications on that. It would have been like a useless balloon, not reporting anything back to where it's supposed to report back to because we would have jammed it up easily. That's simple, right? We didn't shoot it over anything because, again, you never know. You never know what's in that sucker. And it's that simple. There's no real fear on that. Why is the Chinese sending sp possibly spy balloons over? I don't know. They do some odd things. I know one thing, though. Everyone you know, every American listening, I should say, and again, like I said before, I've got Chinese friends. This is not a knock on Chinese citizens, Chinese people. Back to the American aspect of this, though. Every American you know, every American listening, you are probably wearing something that says made in China. And even if you aren't, something near you is made in China. I am recording this off of a MacBook Pro. It is definitely made in China. My iPhone was made in China. The desk, my shirts, everything is made in China. I tried to avoid it for a stretch. I used to sell t-shirts, which you might still be able to buy on my website. I just kind of stopped promoting them called day drinker or day drinking. They're a cool shirt, sold a few and they were specifically made in America. I went out of my way to get them made in America to make them. They're a little more expensive because of that, but it's, I, that was, I was a big believer in buying stuff made in America. Now I mentioned the made in China aspect of this though, because their economy is so tied to ours that they wouldn't go to war with us. Would they spy on us to try to get some intellectual property to be like, oh, they've got a cool fucking thing. We should do that. Perhaps. But I don't think any violence is coming out of them towards us. Also, even though they have a massive army as well, because, well, they have a billion people, we still outspend them 10 times. We do. We outspend. So whatever people go like our military has gotten weak. I don't know if that's true or not. I I don't know the numbers. I kind of doubt that. I feel like that's insulting to the men and women who serve in our military. I know that if it has gotten weaker, it has nothing to do with the amount of money we're spending because we are outspending the next 25 countries combined. And, and 24 of those 25 are like strongly good friends of ours. They're pals, right? We go for beers with them when we see them. So it's like calm down a little bit, right? But the problem is everyone has to look at stuff through like agenda eyes, as I call them. You know, they see something happen. They go, all right, how do I spin this to be this guy sucks? I don't like Biden, so Biden sucks. So how do I make this make it worse for Biden? That's what it's all become. And the left did it with Trump too. It, it just we can't ever just take a take a beat and be like, what's going on over here? It's it, it's true. If you don't believe me on that, check every fucking Facebook 
discussion on a news article, Twitter news article. And I know it's only the worst of people who are commenting on that shit left and right. Because again, if you're a happy person with your shit together, how often are you taking time out of your day to comment on a CNN article or to comment on even like your local news article? It's like NBC News reports and you're getting mad at that, like your local affiliate who's just stating what happened. You know, not, but they now they think though every news is fake news, except the news they discover, right? That's kind of a stupid fucking thing that I've seen both sides do a bit. And I always love the people where it's like, you got to question everything. Okay, do you, do you question the shit in your life? Do you question your church? Do you question all the things you know that have been drilled in your head your whole life? Because you can't call yourself someone who truly questions everything if you blindly accept all the shit that's been force fed to you, you know? I talked about it just a little earlier about how it's grand aunt and grand uncle if they're your grandparents, brother and sister. They're not your great because everyone I knew growing up would be like, oh, my great aunt, my great uncle. But they really meant their grand aunt and grand uncle. And I taught I, since I discovered this, I brought it up to a few people over the weekend and they were like, no, I think it's great. No, you think that because that's what you've known your whole fucking life. It's wrong, though. A lot of things we've known have been wrong. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be like, hey, China. What the, what the fuck's going on over here? Huh? What are you doing over here? What's going, what's going on with these balloons, huh? Chucking balloons over our way? We'll chuck balloons back, pal. We got a lot of balloons, okay? Lots of balloons. You don't think we got balloons? We got balloons for days, son. Days. But again, I think China is thinking, hey, we, you know, first of all, America owes us some money. We got, we owe, we owe China like a trillion dollars, uh, which by the way, we, our debt is like 25 trillion or something like that. And we only owe them a couple trillion. So everyone acts like we owe this all. We owe most of our debt to ourselves. So I think we should go easy on ourselves. You know, we, you know let's, let's take it. You don't have to pay right away, right? Let's be friends to us. But I'm sure China's thinking, we, we, we love you guys. You spend a lot of money. You're our number one customer. But I really do think if they're sending any balloons our way, it is not to spy for an advantage of war one day. I think it's more they... They might want intellectual stuff to figure out how to sell more things to us and other stuff like that. But that's what we do to ourselves already. You know, that's what cracked me up about the whole TikTok thing. They go, TikTok is a Chinese company. They're taking all our data. TikTok must be stopped. And I'm like, okay, Facebook and Twitter are American companies. They're taking all our data. But that's okay. We're not trying to stop them. Right? It's okay if American companies steal from us. I guess that kind of makes sense in a way. Like, but, but does it, if you got robbed, you come home from work and you walk in and you're like, holy shit, I've been robbed. Does it make you feel better if it was one of your neighbors or someone from, you know, a few neighborhoods over or a different town? Or, or are you like, I don't give a fuck. My shit's gone. That's, that's how I kind of view it. So I don't know if Chinese TikTok's trying to steal our stuff. I do know that when I log off a of TikTok, I'm not angry because I usually just, they just show me a bunch of shit I liked. Is that their aim? Everyone I know who's re really into TikTok or not even super into TikTok, they enjoy it more than the other ones, than Twitter and Facebook. YouTube's still probably the best, but that's not, there's not like commenting. I mean, I guess there is. It's weird. You, YouTube isn't social. It's considered a social media app, but I don't know too many people who do consider it a social media app. I don't know. Anyway, so like with TikTok, they, they, cater your algorithm right more like where it's like oh you like watching marvel content we will show you more marvel content then twitter and facebook took the opposite approach twitter and facebook were like oh 
This guy hates it when people talk about LeBron James being better than Michael Jordan. So we're going to show him more people who think LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan because it's going to get him to comment more. That's how we're going to hold on to this guy. Or TikTok was just like, or you could just show people the shit they like. So I don't know how TikTok is getting my data and using it against me. I know how Facebook and Twitter, though. Whenever I go on Facebook and Twitter, I'm seeing ads for stuff I just whispered to my wife. Pretty fucking creepy. But on TikTok, I have not noticed that. I am not. I feel like TikTok, their advertisers are like, they pay to try to find people. They probably say, hey, we're a fucking um, company that does a comic book subscription service. We're going to pay you, show our ads to people who like comic book content. And they go, all right, cool, yeah. But that's fine. Because a lot of the ads I see on there, I go, yeah, I want that, actually. You're not mad when you're showing something you like. I am mad when I say, like, hey, honey, you know what? You didn't buy any batteries. And then I fucking go on Facebook, and they're like, batteries are on sale at Costco. I'm like, that's you're clearly fucking listening to me, right? Because I'm not, I'm not searching battery content on Facebook and Twitter. Where what I just said about TikTok, that was more organic. I legit like watching, like, you know, these there's certain channels that have news. Like, hey, we found out who's going to be the new bad guy. You know, Jonathan Majors is going to play Kang the Conqueror. Like, they were first to report that certain channels they follow on TikTok. So I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, heart in those, you know? And then, then they show me a, a commercial where it's like, hey, get Disney Plus. You can watch all the Avengers movies. That doesn't bother me. Because I, I, you know, if I didn't know about that already, I would want to do that. It's a completely different thing than me saying to my wife, hey, the kid's got a cough. We need to go get some fucking uh, Dimatab. And then all of a sudden I'm getting Dimatab ads. That's bullshit. That's fucked up. When I see TikTok start to do that, then I'll be really annoyed. But right now, from all I understand, is they're just a Chinese-based company. That's shown. And then there's the conspiracy. Th- I don't know if it's true. Maybe it is true where they're like, oh, but the Chinese government only allows their children to see educational stuff on TikTok. To that, I say, why are your kids on TikTok? If you're a parent out there and you're worried that the Chinese government is showing your kids garbage, then take the phone away. You're in control there. Take the fucking phone away from your kid. My kids are five and three. They don't have a fucking cell phone. And if they did, which first they wouldn't, that's crazy. I wouldn't let them on apps. No, honestly, they're kids should not be on social media until they're in high school. And even then you should probably keep an eye on it, depending on your kid. You should know your kid. If you know you have a sensitive kid and you get any kind of vibe that other kids are dickheads to them, then you should keep them off social media even longer. Oh, but that'll isolate them and make them feel more unaccepted because they're not doing what all the other kids are doing. Too fucking bad then. You have to know your child. You know, if I felt like my kids were like unpopular and and people were being dicks to them, I would pull them aside and be like, hey, listen, High school's not it for you, all right? These next few years, not going to be all that much fun. But then you're going to go off to college or you're going to go off into the real world and you won't have to see any of these douchebags again. And you'll meet real people and they'll think to themselves, oh man, you know the kids who peaked in high school, weren't they, the, aren't they fucking pathetic? That's that's what it would be like, you know? Because I, we all know some people who are miserable in high school and they're super happy adults. And I think the ones who are super happy adults now had the parents who were able to guide them through that and be like, hey, look, kids are assholes all right and it sucks that they're doing that to you but look i love you your mother loves you you've got people in your corner study hard put your head down all this will be past you you won't even remember this by the time you're 30 you would have had such a great time in your 20s you're not gonna remember who was a dick to you when you were 16 like that's the stuff i'm gonna i'm gonna be an awesome parent when it comes time to high school 
uh, I, everything I just said sounded fantastic, by the way. <laughs> you know what? Clip that shit up and send it out there into the world. I think a lot of people would need to hear that. All right. I'm going to end the podcast on that. I was going to talk about the Grammys. Maybe I'll do a quick two-minute rant about the Grammys. So, you know, I'm seeing people talking about the Grammys. Who fucking cares? <laughs> Why are the Grammys still a thing? It used to be back in the day you'd want to win awards because that led to a bump in album sales. You know, you got nominated. So all of a sudden, some people are like, well, fuck, they're nominated for a bunch of Grammys. I might as well check them out. It's not really like that anymore. That's not the music industry anymore. You know, so I just like, it's like a popularity contest. A bunch of people in the room jerking each other off. It just doesn't matter. And you also need to understand there's a difference between popular versus good. Because I, I see a lot of people say like, I mean, this started back when Beck beat Beyonce for album of the year. And and I remember that thinking that was unfair towards Beyonce. Because remember Kanye came out being like, Beyonce should have won. And so then it made everyone compare Beck to Beyonce. And Beck is a more talented artist. He just is. Beyonce is a great singer, an amazing performer, um, but every one of her songs is co-written by 13 other people, where Beck writes all of his own songs, plays all of his own instruments, all that kind of stuff. He can't sing like Beyonce. He can't move like she can, uh, but he is more talented musically. Uh, but then I remember being like, why are you guys comparing Beyonce to Beck? Beyonce is not the one that talks shit about Beck. Kanye is the one that talks shit about Beck by saying Beyonce should have won. So if anything, compare Beck and Kanye. Beyonce stood up and clapped when he won. She didn't fucking go up there and say, this is bullshit and start acting like a dick. No, Beyonce handled it with class. She's like, yeah, hey, I was nominated. Happy to be here. He had a great album too and he won. Hey, good for him. Also, Beyonce fans fucking calm down. They're always acting like she's been robbed. She's won 32 fucking Grammys. The most of anyone. Just because she doesn't win 100% of the ones she's nominated for, you guys act like there's some sort of fucking conspiracy. Jesus. And if I could go back to my last point being popular versus good. There are people like Beck, are people like so when Beyonce lost, they were like, well, she sold more albums. It's not about album sales. They have awards for that. They give you like platinum and diamond, and you know, it's certified by billboard charts and all that kind of shit. And you get a ton of money. So you're pretty happy there. And fans, it's not. I don't, I wouldn't want award shows to be about what's most popular. Um, I, I would like them to at least credit a little bit. There should be some balance. Cause it's like if some movie opened bad and did even worse every weekend, doesn't it tell you that movie kind of sucks? You know, um, and movies that are super popular should be considered. There's a, there is a snobbishness on the movie side of things with the Oscars where they're like, it was just, it's, it's too popular. It was too big a hit. Like we're looking for something more soulful or artsy. So it's like you were jealous that everyone loved that. And you assume everyone's dumb, which is a bad assumption. Cause that's not the case. Cause every now and then there's a movie that's a huge blockbuster. Everyone loves it. And the critics love it too. Jaws won Best Picture in 1975. That was a big hit at the box office. And the critics were like, this movie's great, right? So sometimes things come together nicely. And with music, it'll come together nicely too, where it's like, this is definitely the album of the year and it sold 15 million copies. It was undeniable. So there you go. Um, remember, don't don't confuse popular and good. And you'd rather be good than popular. All right, you guys are awesome. Thank you for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. I hope you have yourselves a wonderful start to your February, February 7th. How about that shit, huh? Where is the year gone? It's gone to nowhere. All right. I love you guys. Cheers.